0: netsuite dot com slash WTF.
1: Lock the
0: <laughs> All right, let's do this. How are you? What the fuckers? What the fuck buddies? What the fucksters? What's happening? I'm Mark Marin. This is my podcast. Welcome to it. I assume, from judging by the reaction to the Brad Pitt. Leonardo DiCaprio conversation that I've got a few new people out there listening welcome aboard how are you doing do you want to introduce yourself to the rest of the people do you want to stand up and and say your name and maybe where you come from and uh, uh, you know what you do and may and, and if it's appropriate you can uh, you can name your disease I have a fairly sort of intimate and 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 fairly deep relationship with uh, a lot of my listeners and I like to check in, so so I just want to make sure you guys are okay and you're comfortable. Now I'm going to talk to some of the other people that that I listen to all the time. Hey, did you get that thing fixed on your car? How's that? Uh, how did you guys did you guys make up or what? What now? What was the fight about? Did you hear back from the doctor? Is that thing going to be all right? How long are you going to be on the uh, crutches? How did you get the flu? Seriously, didn't you get vaccinated? You're not one of those people, are you? Your hair looks very nice today. All right, see that's the kind of thing. Now, you know, you may not have heard the answers, but they're there. And uh again, welcome. Uh you can all sit down now. I appreciate you being here. I got to be honest with you. The response to that episode was fairly massive, and I did not expect it. Uh today on the show Joe Montagna is here. And you know him from being Joe Montana. He's on the CBS show Criminal Minds, which is on its 15th and final season. But he's been in a lot of things. A lot of people only know him from The Simpsons. And I didn't even know him from The Simpsons. I just remember from his movie work uh, early on with David Mamet and whatnot. But, you know, always struck me as a nice guy, solid guy, grounded dude. And uh, when the opportunity came up to talk to him, I was very happy to do that, and it turned out to be great. I have to be honest with you, I'm I'm, rein, I'm reinvigorated. Since I've last talked to you, I left Los Angeles. I went to Atlanta on Sunday, and I worked on Respect, the Aretha Franklin movie, for two days. Came back yesterday, Now I'm going to go back out there on Sunday. And uh, somewhere along the line, I got a fucking cold. But what I was talking about before is... These conversations I've been having, like for me to not have any perspective about myself and what was really happening there with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt, it just tells me that there's some parts of me that just are unchanging and there's nothing, I guess there's things I can do about it. I don't know. There's definitely some things that are unchanging. I know I've gotten better at doing this and I know that I've done it for a long time, but every time I talk to somebody, I'm still freaked out. And then when it's good, I'm amazed. But the fact that I walked out of that and so many people enjoyed it so much and I had no fucking idea what I got, I was having a good time, but I was a lot was going on in my mind. And, and that ended up being one of the reasons it was so good. So do you change that? My fucking neck, I'm telling you. These physical things, man, I mean, my chest tightened up on me, man. Uh, you know, last week it's been in and out and when i get stressed out when i get panicked or scared or whatever it is and it could and it's hard for me to track it but like and this has happened my entire life my chest just tightens up feels like someone's stepping on it and for some reason this time like and it's happened before i was just like well i'm 56 i mean this could be it i don't think it's a heart thing maybe my lungs are shot maybe i got cancer whatever it is why should i assume i'm okay and that just compounds the stress and clearly it, it was about, you know, doing the movie again because I had the issue with the movie before where, you know, it's it's a big deal to do a bigger part in a movie for me with a bunch of people that, you know, at, you know, at the level I'm doing it at. And uh, I guess, like, I just... The nerves and the dread just kind of tightened me up. But I, when I got on set two days ago, it, just, it all went away and I got eased back into it. Got in makeup, got the hair done, became Jerry Wexler, got my uh, my New York accent on and did the work. I think one of the reasons I got a cold is that everybody was smoking those fake cigarettes, man. I mean, like, all day long. All day. No reprieve. I wasn't even smoking them. I'm inhaling it. It was like fucking mess. So we were shooting the recording of uh, Never Loved a Man, Aretha's first big song, and they rebuilt or they recreated the Muscle Shoals studio, and that was the set and it was pretty fucking exciting because they got the instruments right they got the outfits right you know i was in the booth uh jennifer was on at the piano and they they got guys playing the musicians a guy playing spooner oldham uh a guy playing all of them and i was primarily working with this guy mike watford who was playing rick Hall, the owner of Muscle Shoals Studios. And I had a contentious relationship with him. Jerry Wexler did. So there was a lot of, we did a lot of work together, a lot of scenes together, a lot of uh, arguments. And it was uh, it was pretty great, man. I, I got to be honest, and having Marlon Wayans around, uh, who I, I work, he's there too. He plays uh, uh, Ted, who is um, Aretha's husband, to be in the scene for that long and to do the scenes over and over again, I really got the feeling of both what is tedious about acting in movies, but also what's amazing about it is you really get into this other zone. It was like time travel, and you're doing the song and you're locking in, and there's one scene where me and and Mike and uh, and Marlon and the dude who's playing uh Tom Dowd and we're in the booth all day and there's like scenes where we just have to listen. That is just they're just shooting us listening to this song unfold, to hearing Aretha Franklin become Aretha Franklin during the song that it happened on. And uh, it's intense work, man. <laughs> it's intense work to listen intensely and have that uh, experience of revelation every time. But nonetheless, a lot of laughs in the sense, not, not on screen, but off. Uh, I was cracking Marlin up, man. And it, we, it was fun. I'm going to admit to you. It was fun. And I got a cold and I ate the craft the the catering was nuts. I, that's why I can't. That's why I had to come home. I think I could have stayed there for four days, but um, I can't. I can't do it, man. They changed the caterers in the first day. There was steak and lobster, bread pudding, four kinds of ice cream. Are you fucking kidding me? The next day, Marlon's giving me cookies because he, think he thinks it's funny because I eat and hate myself for eating. I I don't know, man. So midway through this recreating this recording session, I'm told that Spooner Oldham and uh, Rick Hall's wife, Widow, and uh, Dave Hood, bass player and trombone player, Patterson the Hood, Hood's dad, one of the original Muscle Shoals guys, they're there. They're hanging out. They're watching. And the producer of the movie comes in and says, they're like, oh, my God, that's Jerry. He's doing it. That's Jerry. He's He's nailing it. So that was a nice little ego boost that was a nice little moment to have and to meet spooner oldham and 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 dave hood it was great i mean i've interviewed patterson but it was great to to talk to those guys spooner's not not a big talker and uh, i ran into him back at the hotel actually he's got to be almost he's got to be in his 80s and we went up to the we went up in the elevator together i said yeah it's very exhausting to be uh jerry wexler all day and and spooner goes well it was very exhausting to be around him too even for 10 minutes and I'm like all right I know that guy I think I might be that guy or I have that guy in me that's for sure but it was definitely an honor to meet those cats and also to work with uh, Mike Watford was uh, it was great all right so there you go that's what's happening so Joe Montagna is uh, on the CBS show Criminal Minds it's on its 15th and final season it airs Wednesday nights and it's streaming on CBS all-access the two-hour series finale is on February nineteenth. You may know him from his other work, many movies. He plays, uh, I think, what is it, Fat Tony on The Simpsons? But this is a conversation I have. I've had uh, great, uh, great talks with some of these older actors lately, and it's uh, making me, um, it's making me, it's reinvigorating me, and my job here in my house. And also, uh, got the rug out in the new garage. And I put the curtains up, so we're probably going to make the move back out there very soon. Not that you'll be able to notice, but uh, we'll be back in the garage for the new year. All right, this is me talking to Joe Montan. Hey. Yeah. So wait, so yeah, the Lenny Bruce. Who's the guy playing Lenny Bruce? Ronnie Marmo. And he, he wrote w- it. He wrote it. He performs
2: it. What's known it called? It for many years, it's called "I'm Not a Comedian." I'm Lenny Bruce. Okay. It's one man show.
0: How do you know the guy?
2: Ronnie came to me about 20 years ago. He started a theater company out yeah. there called 68 Cent Theaters from New York. Yeah. Grew up in New York, came out here, started this theater company. He he basically got a script to me somehow 20 years ago saying, I wrote this movie. I've always thought of you playing as one little part. would be like one day yeah, type of thing. Right. And I get that shit. But anyway, yeah. so anyway I, I read it and I go, you know what? I liked his his, his spoke. You know, yeah, I liked right. his moxie just yeah. to try to get to me. So yeah. I met with the guy. Yeah. I liked him. He seemed like a New York version of me. And I wound up doing the movie, bottom you- line. But but I, I learned to like to really like the guy because, like I said, he has this theater company, sixty eight cent theater, and it's really the reason it's called that is, when he moved out here to L A, he had sixty eight cents in his pocket, and yeah. all he wanted to do was theater, and has been doing it. Yeah. So then I directed a play. He had this series of John Shanling plays, mm-hmm. and he did like fifteen of them right like all at once. I could yeah. Play, you know, and it's, I mean, he thinks big, so I directed one of them at uh, at the place at his theater. Anyway, he came to me. He's obsessed with Lenny Bruce. Sure, because he had done this other play. Written by somebody else years ago. Yeah, and he did it, and he he liked the play, but he he done so much more research on it, and he went to the playwright and said, "You know what? I really think if you had this, this, this,", this. and the guy says, no, "No, no, no, I wrote my play. You do right. to do that. Write yeah. your own."
0: Right, and he did. He wrote his own Lenny so Bruce. He wrote play. his own
2: Lenny Bruce play, and it's and and so he came to me with it. He says, "Joe, I like it. Just would you be interested in directing it?" I says, "Well, let me see what you got." said yeah. oh, So he stood up in front of me, and for and it's it's like ninety minutes. He just did his ninety minute basic. And it's not just it's it's maybe thirty percent his bits. It's right. It's his life right. from beginning to end. And so he's that. telling the story. of Tells his the life. story of his life, yeah. incorporating the bits as well. So when he was done, I said, I said, yeah, okay. I, 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 you know, I'm a believer of it. So if it's on the page, it's on the stage. Yeah. And I just thought he'd done a wonderful job of writing it and performing it. I said, yeah, no, no, let me do my voodoo. Yeah. Which is you know move stuff around, change it, give it a whole but, beginning. This, this this. But it's
0: essentially a one man show.
2: One man show. We opened in LA, we uh, we ran like 11 months here, We then we took it to New York off-Broadway yeah. and nine months there. Now it's in Chicago and it's doing great. We opened uh, in October, uh, it's just been extended into January. No kidding? Yeah, and- and Which theater? It's at the Royal George in okay. Chicago, request from Steppenwolf Theater for people from Chicago. How many Chicago. seats is
0: that Royal George? It's
2: uh, about 180. And it's, they're packing out? Packing they're doing, out, it's no doing kidding. great. and it's Kitty yeah. has been such a huge supporter, Kitty Bruce, yeah, because she says it's the only time a portrayal of her father that she's kind of bought into, yeah, oh and really, and all sort of material, too. Uh-huh. yeah. And, uh, and we've had great. Uh, Eric Idle came and saw it. Uh, Billy Crystal, Bonnie Hunt. We've had great, great. Press no demo. kidding. Yeah, it's
0: been really great. So, oh, I
2: got to see it. Yeah, I'd love you to see it. He's done over like two hundred and fifty. I guess so. I don't know why
0: the hell I, I I swept on it when I was here.
2: It'll be back because Whenever we whenever we change venues, yeah. I we bring it back here. And I tune it up a little bit. Sometimes I add a little something, tweak it a little bit.
0: Well, like when you do, when you see that, like so, you directed this version, mm-hmm. right? So when you see it, what 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 are your instincts around it immediately? Like when when you look at a, a guy doing a one man show, he's playing Lenny Bruce. It's a character, right? As a director, what do you what do you think has to happen?
2: For me, it's just like I I saw him do what he had. Yeah, and then I start to sometimes visualize things within that of like. All right. For an example, when he yeah. did it for me, he opened it up with a bit, right? And just like one, in fact, one of his more controversial bits, which is the N-word bit, yeah, which is a lot of people familiar with, right? So he opened with that. So it's the Where he calls
0: everybody the name, yeah. Right, we basically, right, right. Is that already, mix, Yeah, mix, and then then house, and then mix, it goes on. Spakes, as, yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 Yeah,
2: So he opens with that. Mm. So then we finished doing the the, the monologue, not a monologue, but we did his version of this show of his. I said, yeah. I said, why do you open with that? He goes, well, I want to grab him right away, shock him. I says, oh, yeah, yeah. you're shocking him already. Right. He says, you open with that. You're going to have half the people might walk out. They'll start yelling at because they don't know you. They yeah, don't know nothing. right.
0: They're reeling from it. They're reeling from
2: it. it. Yeah. But one line he did, did say in yeah. that piece, he says, how he, he says I always found dead on the, naked on the toilet. Oh, wow. And I went, that's triggered something in my yeah, head. Yeah. I said, how do you feel about getting naked? Yeah. He goes, what are you talking about? Yeah. I says, that's how we opened the On plate. the floor? I says, no, on a toilet. He, but he, wasn't he on the floor? Well, this is where Kitty helped. Oh. Kitty gave us information. Uh. Kitty's story is that not only w- the way they found them is they put him, propped him back up on the toilet, stuck a needle in his arm that the coppers did this because oh. they all hated him anyway. Right. So, oh, they've been busting him so many times. Right. He's a junkie. He's dead on the floor. Right. Well, let's really show him something. So oh, that sorry. the pictures they took were him on the toilet with a needle in his arm. Huh. So he made, and I actually heard those laps tapes he made before yeah. he died. Yeah, when, when he
0: was doing, basically reading from the court hearing. Yeah, because yeah. I did
2: the play Lenny, the one by Julian Berry, right. back in 1973 in Chicago. Really? I, I understudied Lenny, yeah, in Chicago. That's why another reason I had attraction. Is that the what theory. the
0: movie's from? Yeah, that's what the movie's based on. Be, yeah, so you did it before the movie? Way, yeah, way before the movie. Oh wow. So you played Lenny Bruce? I understudied Lenny. Yeah.
2: I was in the cast doing other okay. parts and okay. I never went on as the understudy, okay. but okay. I did understudy the lead role, which okay. forced me to know the material. Right. You know.
0: Did you ever see Lenny?
2: The real Lenny? Yeah. No, but I remember being in Chicago when he was there, and you know, I was too young. I mean, right. I was yeah. like sixteen, and he was playing at the, like the Gator that. Horn, or maybe or, or Mr. Kelly's, or whatever. Right. It might Mr. Have been. Kelly's. This is where you know, Mort Saul. Was right. and I think Shelley I talked to Shelly Berman about and it. And all right. Shelly Berman. Yeah. It was an institution in Chicago. For I, I remember seeing. I was doing the play Hair there in 1969. Oh shit! And we went at to Mr. See, Kelly's.
0: No, 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 the no, 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 at the
2: Schubert Theater. But we went to Mr. Kelly's because the, our, the guy in our cast, Michael Federer, was dating Bette Midler at the time, and Bette was opening for Dick Shawn. Wow. So she was just the opening act. Yeah. So we all went to see her because she was Michael's girlfriend, you know. So yeah. we all go see her. And then she became a good pal of ours. Support the friends. So support the friends. Yeah. And it was funny is after the show, she's telling us, she goes, I'm taking adding girls to the show, like having these things, we'll call them the Harlettes. Yeah. And, I'm, and smart me, I'm saying to her, no, nah, bet that's stupid. You don't need it. You really got so much. What do you want to sp- split the money for? You don't need three <laughs> girls behind you. Right. But she wound up hiring two of the girls from our cast, uh, Ula Hedwig and Charlotte Crosley to be the original Harlettes. And and, and Andre was, de Shields, who just won the Tony this year, who was in our company, yeah, he he choreographed them. And yeah. I, I said, "Well, oh, okay, you want to do that?" Yeah. Of course, it was, it was a great idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And our piano player was was Barry Manilow at the time. Right, and right, She let him do like a song or two and right. you know stuff like <laughs> that. Isn't that wild? Yeah, I mean, but you know, I'm 72 years old. I, you know, this is like part of my you know. So cool. well, let's I go. go back.
0: Like you grew up in Chicago. Yeah, from the, you were born there. Everything. Born there. Everything. Oh, the old man, your mom, everyone, everybody, from yeah. Well,
2: they, my dad was born in Oklahoma because my grandfather came over from Sicily. And that's an and interesting when, story. Went to Oklahoma. You, you know what it was is, and I think they all came from this one town. There's a town in Sicily called Calabretta, which is as big as this room. Yeah. They must have found out in the early 1900s that there was this coal mine in Krebs, Oklahoma. Wow. And that if you went there and worked in the coal mines, you could make enough money to buy land because that the Indians, the Native Americans, because it wasn't even a state yet, right would sell you the land huh. and it, i was at the town in sicily college about the yeah. the only thing you can grow there is old right because it's a it's all rock it's <laughs> yeah, the top yeah, of yeah, a mountain yeah you know everybody's buried in mausoleums because yeah. it's rock yeah so i'm sure my grandfather among other sicilians of the time said land yeah. 50 acres we can get i'm i'm in so, so you go there today, but, which I've been there. Where'd the racket start, though? Who, 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 who? One guy must have stumbled on it. Who knows? Yeah, and he called his buddies and said, "Hey, you know, Luigi Angelo, yeah, yeah. let's go." So they show up. My grandfather worked at coal mine. My brother's in all this, so that's where I got all the information. Oh, and he we did have, the research. We, yeah, did. All, and we, we have the deed. We still own the farm. No, oh, I swear to God, in Oklahoma, in Oklahoma. You go there. The sign says Krebs, Oklahoma's Little Italy, because yeah. they're still settled. By the remnants of those people no kidding. the farms yeah they're all like 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 there's us the randazzles are the farm next door ba, 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 what are ba, they ba? growing old no i don't know <laughs> they, they no, they're growing there they grow what they grow yeah i mean but my gra- still i'll show you pictures later i'll show you pictures yeah i'll show you my grandfather's gravestone it's all in italian he's buried there in krebs in, well he's buried in, in henrietta which is the town oklahoma. Krebs is so little oklahoma
0: so they go, they work the mines.
2: They work the mines. He worked there for five years. Yeah. Saved $100 a year. Huh. And after five years, he had $500. Because we got the bill of sale. I got all of this. My brother got it's all crazy. this. crazy. $500, the Indians sold you the land for $500, 50 acres. So it was true. All true. My grandfather built the house. He even used he used rails from the. They must have snatched them at night. I mean, like the metal rails from the train. Yeah. He uses those like a support beams in the house. Okay. So they built this house. This my dad was born in that house. It's still there. The house. It's it's it got hit by a tornado, and so it's it's flat. It's but just the, the rails. The remnants. No, yeah, no, yeah. the remnants are there. You can still looks like a house, but looks like a house like like from Wizard of Oz. Like, oh yeah. Like a, like a flattened. Right. <laughs> but I was there. And I, and we, I've got, I'll show you, I'll show you later. I, show, I got yeah. pictures of me standing on the rubble and all yeah. that, but and, and with the Randazzo family. I interviewed, because I do a show on the Outdoor Channel. I've been doing a show for nine years yeah. called Gun Stories, which is not as ominous as it sounds. It's, right. It's about the history of firearms throughout the history of the planet Earth.
0: Was that your idea?
2: No. in it? Outdoor Channel's yeah. idea, and it came to me, and I had to host it. It seemed like yeah. fun, because I sure. used to, I used to shoot competitively years ago. You did? Yeah.
0: Huh. No big deal. But you anyway. get to travel too, right? Yeah, I'll go
2: to Italy, been yeah. to Germany, been all for, these the pla- for the show. For the show, yeah. But one of the one of the episodes we did were the Firearms of the Immigrants. Uh-huh. And so when I told them this story, they said, "Let's do that." So we shot the whole episode on my grandfather's farm in Krebs, <laughs> and I shot his shotgun that nobody had shot since he shot it in like. Nineteen twenty-two. Your brother had died. it? No, my cousin Johnny had it, and he brought he brought it down from Oregon. How did he get there. it? I don't know. He 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 He, gra- he must have grabbed it. I mean, he's bigger than the rest of us. I don't know. So, so you guys all spent time on that farm when you were kids? No, no. I spent Nobody. no time on the farm. How
0: the hell did he get the gun?
2: <laughs> he he somehow he must have got it, but no, because my grandfather died on the farm. Uh, when my dad was only like 15, 16 years old. Yeah. So the whole family then moved to Chicago. My grandmother picked up all the kids. Yeah. She kept the, she was smart. The farm was paid for, obviously, so she kept it. But all the family moved to Chicago. Yeah. And that's why my only, rela- you know, my only connection to Oklahoma is when my dad would tell me the stories of growing up there.
0: And you knew your grandmother, though?
2: Oh, yeah. I knew my yeah. grandmother. Yeah. My grandfather died before right. I was born, right. obviously. But, you know, it was kind of fascinating because my dad was really still- Oklahoma. F- o- I know, weird. Yeah. I know. And that, you know, when my father died, he died fairly young because he had tuberculosis. He was disabled most of his life. But in, in 1971, he passed away. I'm at the funeral. Now, I've been now now doing the play here at that time. And I got to remember, All my only, my only reference to Italian guys at this point are Chicago yeah. types. Right. Chicago, <laughs> New York, <laughs> Chicago, right. urban. Yeah. All of a sudden, I see Tough these two guys. guys walking up to the funeral home- yeah. Dressed like cowboys, right. they got the jeans, they got cowboy hats on, they got yeah. fur little vests, yeah. but they're dark looking. Yeah. They look like like they stepped out of Sergio Leone movie, right. right? Yeah. So they come up to me, and go, "How do you do? You, you tell us where Joe Montaigne's funeral is." And I'm like, "What the <laughs> hell?" I said, "Cowboys <laughs> who talk, look, like, you know, look like Italian, but they're talking." <laughs> I said, "I'm his son. He's he's in here." Yeah. Well, you we were your daddy's friends from Oklahoma. We knew him as a boy, and we had already passed away. And I'm like. Oh my God! I mean, it was like it was like watching watching Martians because here's these guys looking like Clint Eastwood, but yeah. and talking like that, but, they're, they're, they're but their names you. are and this is Angelo and here's Guido, and I'm like, oh, like,
0: this is it's, crazy. It's, not, it's not computing, that's wild, man. But anyway, that was my background with my dad. So, the, but uh, so, uh, how many kids in your family? me personally I got two daughters no it'd be like you how many
2: brothers oh you just br- my brother one, uh, just older the two brother. of you yeah just the two of us and he's older he's eight years older I had a brother he, he died at birth though when I was five years old I mean I remember distinctly when that happened though but because my do? mother only because my mother was pregnant yeah. and I remember her going to the hospital saying she was going to come home like right. you know, that was all prepped like you're going to come home with, oh, a, with a, a child yeah. you know and then when she came home, and, and I remember I remember she opened the door. They, were, they didn't tell. I'm five years old, and yeah, it was a yeah. long time ago. They don't tell you everything. Right, sure. So I opened up her coat. Because, yeah. you know, because she, she left so yeah, big, yeah. I saw she was like normal size. Yeah. And I was like, what happened? Yeah. And then they kind of explained to me, oh, well, you know, it's, oh. uh, God took so and so away, and oh. it's okay. And so, and, you know, oh, they must one have been of those devastated. Deals. Yeah. Well, they were probably obviously devastated. Yeah. Five years old, what the hell do I know? you were like, I'm okay. Like, okay. <laughs> your mom's normal size. Again, on we <laughs> yeah. go. You know? Yeah, yeah.
0: So when you were growing up, like, what did your dad do?
2: He was an insurance man for a while. Uh, but but he he only had part of one lung.
0: When did he get the TB? Early? During
2: World War Two, he was only in his twenties, right after he married my mother and had they had, they had my my brother. My uh. brother's eight years older. My brother was one years old. My dad's diagnosed, and and they attributed it to the farm hmm. because of his two older brothers had got it and also and died from it. And they said back then, if you had something about the cattle, the cows, if oh, they really? had carried the, if they carried it in the, the the milk is unpasteurized, uh, whatever, that you yeah. can contract it. So my dad, they sent him to a sanitarium in New York, Mount yeah. McGregor, and he was at the sanitarium for like three years. Wow. They took the lung out, they took out part of the other lung, and they took out the ribs on that side. No kidding. When my dad took his shirt off, he looked like the letter S. It was like, like this. <laughs> wow. I mean, he he shouldn't have lived. Yeah. I mean, he really yeah. shouldn't have lived yeah. because he smoked like two packs a day. Still. He drank. Yeah. He was like... Uh, you know, yeah. uh, but I thought like everybody's father must be like this. I yeah. n- it never occurred to me that, you know, he was like a freak of nature, <laughs> Yeah, but he finally, he only lived to be 57 and he had to, and, and they, they put him on disability, like in his forties. He just couldn't, because he would always, find No, no, he, he missed the war because he was in the hospital oh, okay. for all of World yeah, War II. Yeah, yeah. All, all my uncles were in the war, but he missed it because he was in the hospital, but when he got out, the uh, the insurance company oh. he worked as an insurance man for a yeah. while then they put him on disability because oh. he just couldn't handle it right so he was in maybe mid-40s and so, he lived another like 12 he lived to 57 years yeah. old and then the smoking and the you
0: forget about it wow I mean, so you grew up in that house full of cigarettes
2: oh the car is full of i mean you know that was the thing especially <laughs> in chicago everywhere. in the winter those windows are up yeah, it's everywhere. like it's like sitting in a cloud <laughs> you know but that was the way it was and your mom she worked She worked at Sears Roebuck, wrapped packages. Yeah, she always worked. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. She smoked too? No, no, she didn't smoke. My mother lived to be 101. 101? 101.
0: You, you got a good. Uh, that's good.
2: I guess. Good I genes. mean, I guess so. She's, yeah. she's she was she was a pisser, My mom. Yeah, she she just passed away a couple of years ago. Was she
0: uh, co- 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 cogent all the way through? Pretty much.
2: There, yeah. the end. She got a little skunkad, You know we'd say. Yeah. You know, she's in other words, she'd know who I was and my that's kids right. were and stuff. But if anybody else, she'd have to remind her. This is so. This is so and so. Okay. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but my mom was. I think what kept her alive partly is. She, 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 and that side of my family, my my mother's side, they're very much like they're they're the kind of Italians that are very like, They're like Dean Martin, like hey, you know, everything's yeah. dandy, you know. Or yeah. the Sicilian side, my father's side, forget about it. Yeah. They get a little too, they get very nervous. Yeah. But my mother's side, my mother, I don't think she knew what I did for a living, really, to really? tell you the truth. Towards the end or all, all, the all, of it, toward all of it, thought all of it. I mean, being an actor, what the hell does that mean?
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, my brother
2: made a comment.
0: Even when you were on TV, you
2: couldn't oh, point? Yeah, he, she figured out I'm on TV, but she figures that's maybe, oh, well, okay, she, that's nice, I get to see him. Uh, yeah. But my brother, at, at her funeral, this this was funny, at the yeah. funeral, my brother got up to speak. Yeah. We both did, because he got up to speak first. And right. He says, he says I got to say something about our mother. He says, she was so very simple in a lot of ways. She says, and my brother Joey had think he even knows this. But when he got the T V series, and I gotta remember I'd been doing mostly theater that yeah. stuff and I did the movies once, you know that.
0: But you're talking about criminal minds?
2: I'm talking about yeah yeah. When I guy like when I got was working regularly on the T right, V series, right. which she she knew I'd been in plays and she knew I'd been sure, in movies sure. but she figured out she'd always hear about it. But then she calls my brother, she goes, Ronnie I'm worried about your brother Joey. And my brother goes, Why? She goes, he's only working an hour a week she was dead serious because she figures now she figures oh, <laughs> that, on Wednesdays <laughs> at 9 o'clock she's on CBS but that's it it's over wow. at <laughs> 10 How's he, he making a living? living? How yeah. can he make a living? <laughs> my brother's telling her, no, it's okay, Mike. He's, he's, he's doing fine. He's, he's doing all right? He's doing fine. But that that was my mother. God bless her.
0: Uh, what's, what's your brother's racket? What did he end up doing? He
2: wasn't insur. He was not insurance. He was uh, advertising for Montgomery Wards. Interesting. For Because, uh, you know, that was a real Chicago-based company. Like what Montgomery Wards was? Mon- was Monkey Wards. It's, was, it's, like, it's like Sears Light. I no, mean, no it it I, remember <laughs> Ward. I remember Montgomery Wards. Yeah. I remember.
0: And But Sears was in Chicago, too, no? Yeah,
2: the original Sears. And we lived across the street from it for many years. The main- the original sears building yeah the sears building on homin and arlington i mean it's the west side ghetto right now but but uh back then it was you know it was all right
0: i think they they made build your own houses too at some point didn't they Sears like you could buy a kit and build a house i'm sure they did (laughs) everything i owned was sears (laughs) Sears. i mean my underwear my clothes (laughs) my anything because my mom worked there she's right there and she had profit
2: sharing and they give you that
0: so like when you were growing up in chicago i mean what because I've grown to love Chicago. Like I, I, it's a great city. It's a real city. Like It's its own thing. Without no question. And were you right downtown? What was the neighborhood? What oh, no,
2: no, no. It? I grew up on the west side of the city, which is now was really- Was that Italian? At the time, it was a lot of Italian. A lot of It was mixed, though. I mean, yeah. there, the one kid next to the door was Mexican here. There was Jewish here. There oh, was yeah. Irish here. It was mixed up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we moved to cicero for that's where i went to high school cicero cicero illinois which is the famous for al capone and all that stuff it's it's that one town it's just border chicago on the southwest border yeah uh and that's where i went to high school and junior college but uh, but i grew up on the west side and and the west side was uh um it's 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 pretty much it's pretty pretty depraved area right now oh yeah unfortunately it's 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 pretty much you know, Fall you into. hear about a lot of the shootings that go on in Chicago. Yeah. Good percentage of them are happening. Oh, it's around there. My old neighborhood, yeah.
0: And when you were growing up, did you did you know there was not a mob thing when you were growing up, was there? I mean, well, or was that there, just a mythology?
2: No, it's not a mythology. There was a mob thing, but but it wasn't. A, it's a mob thing, same way that the the the, the, the politician, the uh, Democratic machine, was a was a, was a, was a reality the too. Daily machine. Yeah, I think it all coexisted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you always knew there was the there was the local politician, the precinct captain, who, yeah. who dealt with politically. Right, but there was. When you talk about mob, it was low level kind of stuff. And there was, I, I'd go to the barbershop with my dad. Right. And half the time we're guys going in and out that are going into the back room the Bookie, because there's a Bookie joint. Sure. They're all yeah, making yeah. bets. Yeah. And then also we had a party line on our phone. And I remember I'd pick it up sometimes and they'd say it was Bedbug there. And I go, Bedbug? Who the hell is Bedbug? And I find out it was like my uncle. And it says, No, 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 that's that's Uncle Willie's phone number. You call, you get him the phone. So there were these things going around. Money would change hands and right. stuff. But it wasn't like, no, people weren't getting shot in the streets. Right none of that al capone crap, yeah, yeah yeah you know but it existed I mean, yeah, yeah especially growing up in cicero a lot of the, the kids i went to school with their fathers were oh yeah you know like hey how come your dad's wearing cardigan sweaters at two o'clock in the afternoon on a thursday and my dad's selling insurance yeah. you know i don't what does he do <laughs> uh, we don't know what he does
0: <laughs> yeah. so when did you start uh, getting involved with uh acting I mean, like, did you want to do it when you were a kid? Did you like movies? Uh, no, nah,
2: did I didn't. You know, I, I still don't even really like movies. I love movies. I shouldn't say that, but what I mean is I'm not like a buff. I don't watch a lot of movies. I don't watch a lot of television. So it's not my idea of entertainment. Well, where were your headed? So where, where, my head was not in it at all. Yeah. But what it was is, it, it, honestly, got what really triggered it was I saw the movie West Side Story yeah. as a kid. And when I saw it, I thought. Oh my God, I'm, I'm kind of like, this is not, not like I was living this life. I wasn't like in a gang yeah. fighting Puerto Ricans, but but yet I was in that urban lifestyle. I lived yeah. in an apartment all my life. Yeah. I never lived in a house. Yeah. So yeah. I, I loved the movie. It was like a fantasy to yeah. me. So what happened is I went to high school. I was a junior in high school. Now yeah. I got to understand, I, I do not know, me being an actor, was you might as well said, you want to be was a Martian. Well, was you it know, like the
0: early 60s? Early
2: 60s, yeah. like 62, 63. Yeah. G. And they had signs up in the high school saying auditions for West Side Story. And I look at the signs and go, what are they talking about? I just, I've seen the movie maybe eight, nine times, but what, what are they talking about? And then I asked somebody, and they go, well, That's a play. I go, it's a play, it's a movie. They go, no, 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 no. The movie was based on a play. <laughs> yeah. And I'm thinking, really? Yeah. And I'm thinking, wow. So I got in my head like, Maybe that would be fun. I said, I love this movie. Uh, you know, uh, maybe I could do like, one of the parts. Yeah. So I learned a song off the record. Right. I decide to go down, and I go down with one of the guys. I was playing more, I play, played a lot of baseball then. I wasn't that good, but I played on a team. So I go with one of the good players from the team. He yeah. and I were going to go together because he yeah. liked the movie too. We get up to the theater up at the high school that night, and I didn't even know the little theater existed at that time. I walk in, and there's
0: all these kids in black. Right on campus.
2: Yeah, right right yeah. up in the high, yeah. high school, but yeah. I didn't know the theater
0: right, was there. Right. Yeah.
2: And they're, they're wearing <laughs> leotards and stuff. It's the theater crowd. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. it was like watching people from another planet. And a guy, Glenn, I know his name was Glenn Sow. He became a state's attorney or something yeah. later in Chicago. He looks at me, he goes, I'm out, I'm not doing this, I'm <laughs> out. He takes off. So now I, I literally know nobody.
0: This is the buddy you came with? He's like- Yeah, a the really
2: buddy I came with, I'm out. Saw he, the he, leotards. He, 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 up. he saw realize realized this is not for him. <laughs> But I had learned a song. I figured, uh, at least I could do Just is put, go up and do put it the Put the work in. Yeah, put the work <laughs> in. So I get up. I, I, I get on the stage. There's the floodlights are hitting me, the footlights. You know, it's a little theater, but, yeah. but and I can't see, can't yeah. see who's out there. And I sing the song and I get to the end. Oh, Maria. Yeah. And all of a sudden, here, are <laughs> clapping coming out of the darkness. Right. Dude. And it was like, nobody had ever clapped for anything <laughs> I had ever done in my life, ever. <laughs> yeah. And I, now I'm hearing this clapping. Right. So I go, Uh, That's it. It was like a lightning bolt hit me in the (laughs) chest. I said, "I gotta, I gotta recapture this moment somehow." Yeah. Yeah. So that started it. I mean, I I wound up not getting cast on the play. What do you mean? No, I was too. That's a whole other story. Why I, I was a year. I was in I was in school a year sooner than I should have been because my parents changed my birth certificate uh-huh. so that I because my mother needed to get back to work at Sears. Yeah. so they changed my birth certificate when I started in kindergarten and never told me yes. until I was sixteen <laughs> so I had my birthday I celebrated it for sixteen years on the wrong day so that's a whole other story but anyway they didn't cast me because I was too small I was too but he liked my hoots but the, yeah. the teacher sure so so bottom line they, they 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 saw I had this interest so he says well why don't you take a drama class and they put me in the drama class. And I never looked back. Really? From literally that day. I said to myself, this is what I'm going to do. I want to do this for a living. I had no plan B. What the hell else am I going to do?
0: Yeah. You know. Well, I mean, what are you, 16?
2: 16. But I, yeah. had, no, I had no aspiration. I, could, I wasn't that good at anything else. Yeah. And I wasn't sure I was good at this, but
0: I knew I liked it. So you just took drama classes and you started doing plays? Took drama classes,
2: started doing plays. I started do, do, being successful at it in high school. And then two, I went two years of junior college. Yeah. Then I applied for the Goodman School of Drama, which was a pretty In fact, Shelley Berman went there to school yeah. back then. It's a pretty it, it became Now it's part of the Paul University. Uh-huh. Back then it was called the Goodman School of Drama. And then I tried out for the play Hair in what, 1969 and got cast and that started my professional what
0: what's, What is the Goodman School of Drama? like? What what, they, what It was, was a it?
2: famous, I mean it was famous at the time, luckily Chicago had this acting school. Yeah, yeah. It was in the Art Institute back right. then, in the Art Institute. I didn't have the money to go there, but what I did is I took a student, that you can take a government loan. Yeah. So, I applied for the government loan. I got like two two grand, yeah, and uh, I paid for the eight hundred bucks of tuition, and I think I bought my parents a television with the rest of the money <laughs> yeah. and lived on and paid rent. you know, I was living with somebody at the time. Uh, and what and,
0: kind of what did they teach you?
2: They teach you well, I mean it is it's like I said now it's called a the theater school at sure. Paul University. Right. They teach you the basics. they teach yeah. you voice control, they teach you movement. they teach you uh, <clears throat> you know all the different stuff what acting scene study, but is bup that bup the, the last history. time you studied? Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, <I'm, laughs> you learn as you go. I mean, if, sure, look, I've course. been in this professionally fifty years now. If I ain't got it down by now, it's too late. <laughs> I, just, I mean, I wanted I to just, play left field for the Cubs, but I think that ship has sailed. Yeah, you know? that's not going to happen for you. No, it's not going to happen.
0: No, I, I just always wonder because I talk to actors, and like, it just seems that a lot of it is something natural. And is. then and then like, but you, a lot of people, they they, they do that two years or they do the year, whatever. And most of the tools they got that really sort of got them grounded in it. That was it. Yeah. You
2: no, be, I found out as a it turned out the best actors out of that school were ones that usually either got kicked out, quit, whatever. Like because who? They, uh, well, we didn't have a lot of big stars that came <laughs> out of that school to tell you the truth. <laughs> but, but, but I mean, but but as a rule, at least the ones I would run into as right. working actors, the ones that were serious about they it, were the ones that were just like, you know, it's too academic for me. I got to go do it. You got to go work. The you know, ones that actually did it, then went on and got master's degrees somewhere else. Perf- they maybe they taught and stuff, but they didn't necessarily. You know, right, right, right. So, what, what
0: were you doing? Were you working during the school, or did you get? a I was job? in a band.
2: No. Yeah, I was in a band. I was in like a rock, rock band. Yeah, I was a rock band, and we, we actually did pretty well. In fact, to this day, what'd you play? I played bass guitar. I was the lead singer in bass guitar. Can you still play bass? Well, badly, yeah, as bad as I did then. <laughs> Good but, enough to get by though. You, well, to this day though, I'm very close to the band Chicago. Yeah, those guys. Because we used to tour with them when they were called the Missing Links. What was your name? What the was Apoc- your band? The Apocryphals. Yeah. The, the yeah. drama teacher at my school came up with the name because. Because he, he he felt to support me, he supported my band, and yeah. you know, kind of helped us out.
0: So wait, so were you playing original songs or covers? No, or no, what? we were a good cover band. That's why we never got anywhere. But and, we were a very good cover mid band. Mid to late six, so so mid sixties. Yeah, from my. We, from about
2: 64 to 69.
0: So you, you were doing like, you know, the psychedelic shit? And the, we uh, did whatever you wanted. Yeah. In
2: other words, if it was a place they wanted psychedelic, we put on the Paisley shirts and the mod stuff and <laughs> combed the hair that way. If we're going to a black neighborhood, we put on the white temptation suits uh-huh. that we bought on Maxwell Street. Come and on. And we would do four tops. Really? I, I swear to God. We would, We were like whores. Yeah. You know, whatever. Pay, you paid a freight. Yeah, sure. We'll do what you want. But that's why that's why I knew we weren't going to make it because the the guys, the missing links, yeah. they became Chicago. Right. So you knew strong. those guys? You knew Terry Caff? Oh, knew them all. We absolutely knew them all to this day. I know them all very well. I sang with them about two years ago here at the Greek. No. Brought, yeah, I swear to God, they brought me up on stage to do one song for old time's sake. You know, just cause. That's great. Oh, no, I love them. Uh, Walter Perzader, who's just left the band, a sax player. How
0: many of the original guys are still in it?
2: Today? Yeah. Uh, I think only three. It would yeah. be, it would be uh, uh, Lee Lockley, the, the, the trumpet player. Yeah. Um, Pankow, the trombone player, yeah. and um, and the keyboard player, uh, Bobby Lamb. Wow. Walter just
0: left, the sax player, but there were four. Like retired left? Yeah, well, I mean, these guys yeah, are yeah, all, they're, they're older than me. Because, like, you know, there was sort of a resurgence around Terry, you know, and his oh, guitar playing, know. you know, Terry recently. Terry was brilliant. Yeah, yeah he was, he was right?
2: I mean, so Jimi Hendrix thought he was the best guitar player he'd ever heard. And he was a depressive? No, not really. Terry was just, Terry was wild. I mean, Terry, I, I'm this, that whole thing, like you know, he, he. Some people say, "Oh, he killed himself." He didn't kill himself. He was fucking around. It was an accident. Oh, he, picked, oh. he took the gun. He, he did, he,
0: oh, that was it.
2: Yeah, he put it up to his head, and yeah, I like, think it was empty. It, yeah, whatever it was.
0: Oh, it's terrible.
2: But but he was uh he, he was he was great. And yeah. when I when I first met him, he wasn't even the lead player. He was the bass player of that band, The Missing Links. Yeah. They had another guy playing lead, but they they kicked that guy and his father, who was the manager of that band, out, <laughs> and that's yeah. when they started the new group, Chicago, Chicago, which we thought they were nuts. For doing because we were playing at a group, a place called the Cheetah in Chicago, which is a very popular club. Right. So we're at the Cheetah. They came to see us on our break. And they said, hey, we're, we, we busted up the band. We got rid of the, the, the lead player and his father. Terry's going to play lead now. Yeah. We brought in a keyboard guy, and we brought in a trumpet, yeah. and we brought in a uh, trombone, because yeah. they already had the sax. They already had Walter. They had Danny Seraphin, the drummer. Yeah. So we're saying, oh, so now you're going to go from four to seven guys. Oh, that's great. <laughs> they leave, and we're thinking, they're nuts. <laughs> right. Are they crazy? <laughs> Uh, you, too we're, many guys we're, we're, we're trying to find ways to, to, to pay less like Jimi Hendrix had just coming out then yeah. with three guys we're thinking everybody's every four every four piece band was thinking who could we cut out of the band <laughs> yeah. so we can make more dough these guys are, are upping their band to seven uh but needless to say, their first album came out, and that's when I knew. When I heard that first album, I went, "Okay, I'm in the wrong racket." Right. i Steer myself. No toward, shit. So
0: because acting. Right. Toward, so they because they were doing this R&B thing. This well, big, but yeah, they were, were doing
2: original stuff. Yeah. But but to tell you the truth, early in their career, and this is not this is honest to God truth. They would play. I remember there was one club called the Blue Village, it was mm-hmm. another very popular club in Westmont, Illinois. Mm-hmm. We were we were not we worked a lot because we were a good cover band, like I said. Yeah. We were off this particular Saturday for whatever reason. I get a call from the owner of the Blue Village. He says, "This group, Chicago Transit Authority, yeah, not, they haven't hit their album has right, come yeah. out yet." He says, "They're playing here. They refuse to play any songs that the kids want. They're playing all their own crap." <laughs> well, I'm throwing them out can you guys get down here to finish the night? Well, we did. Yeah. We packed up the truck. We went out there and I'll never forget to see them. I'm seeing them throwing their stuff in the truck. Yeah. And they weren't pissed at us. wasn't, you know, they were yeah. just pissed about the whole thing and we said, oh, guys, we're sorry. Oh, man. It's, 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 yeah, well, these guys, they don't know what the hell they're missing. We're thinking, yeah, and we're thinking, and we're thinking, one of these idiots going to just smarten up and start, <laughs> you know, start doing some temptation <laughs> stuff and, you know, doing some. What the kids yeah, want. Yeah, do what the kids want. Come on. you know, smart man yeah
0: well, that's hilarious so so that's what you were doing while you're going to school playing. that's how i
2: paid yeah i did we did well i mean i actually you know i made a living at it because we worked back then in the 60s a lot of not a lot of venues a lot of live music was big right you know and it was it was before disco it was uh well
0: of yeah, the were, 60s it was way before disco yeah. yeah so i
2: mean live dance clubs for teenagers was you play
0: pretty, the rock and roll yeah i mean yeah. You, could,
2: you could literally we could work every weekend without what Playing, you know, you're playing my,
0: school dances and shit?
2: You play proms. You play school dances. You play teen nightclubs. Yeah. I mean, you know, actually, you know, just uh, so, just clubs. That, so
0: what, what made you hang that up?
2: Well, I... It, well, I was doing both for a long time, and or a long time meaning through junior college and yeah. through my two years at the Goodman. Yeah. On the weekends were open. Yeah. But then when I tried out for hair, I'd play hair, I yeah. got cast. That was my first professional job. Got where they offered me the job. Now I have to do eight shows a week. Wow! And you can't. That means my weekends are. And you had wrong. the long
0: hair. You're all set. Yeah, I had the long hair. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I was I was halfway there anyway. Maybe yeah. I, you know, I, I wound up letting it really go. What role? I started out in the tribe, which was basically one of the chorus, but I worked up to Berger, which is one of the lead roles, and yeah. I wound up doing that for a long time. Yeah,
0: yeah. And for how then, long? Oh, about a year and a half. Traveling with it?
2: Yeah, I did. We did. We played Chicago for over a year, yeah. about a year and a half, and then we. Wow. And then so we toured it's... for about. Actually, toured. I would have kept touring, but actually, that's when my father died while I was on the road. I was in Pittsburgh, mm. and he died. And When I came in for the funeral, and I, I, I think I just realized, and I was, and I was the girl who was playing Jeannie um, at the time in the yeah. play, which is the pregnant character in the play. Right. Her and I were dating at the time, and she still we're still together fifty years later. Where she's my wife. Really? Hell yeah. Oh yeah. So, that, so we stayed together. That's insane. But we congratulations. both congratulations. Yeah, I mean it's one of those freaky things. God bless us, you know. <laughs> that's, that's love. There's love for you. <laughs> But I but I remember that when we came in for my dad's funeral we, we went, so I took that week off from the play and then when I went back to Pittsburgh I realized the, the bloom was off the rose. it was just like I, I've done this play enough it's just like uh, A year and a half Yeah It was time to just move on so I quit the play and we quit together and then uh, but then then I did Godspell shortly after that and did that for you a You had the hair on. so you're set just and I grew it even longer I played <laughs> Judas then <laughs> yeah. so I was like you know I kept thinking well where do I go next and and then, you did, did that I, in Chicago? Did that in Chicago yeah
0: For how long was Godspell on? About a year Wow!
2: Yeah, at the Studebaker Theater. In Chicago.
0: So I mean, I guess on some level you get some chops in place. You you know you overcome a lot of fear. You do, oh you
2: yeah know. no no it was great. I mean I, by now I was I was in fact now I was thinking this is my 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 career. I'm going to be a musical comedy actor. I'm yeah. going to be like a Jim Dale. I'm going to be the guy that goes to Broadway. I'll do yeah. you know I'll do the yeah. musicals. Right. And that's kind of what I thought would happen. Obviously, my career took a different turn well, again.
0: What, what, when did that happen?
2: Well, that happened right after Godspell. One of the guys that was, had, I'd done hair with was the actor Andre De Shields. Yeah. Like I said, won the Tony Award just this year for a play he's doing now. He was in a group called the Organic Theater in Chicago. Organic Theater. The Organic that sounds theater. like some hippie shit. It was some hippie shit. Yeah. But it had some good people and John Hurd was in that company. <laughs> John Hurd's great. Yeah. John Hurd was in that company. Passed away. Exactly. His his sister Cordis Hurd was in the company. Um... Meshach Taylor, Dennis Franz, Oh, really? We, we all joined around the same time at that time.
0: So you and Heard and Franz were in it together?
2: Yeah. J- yeah. What's Franz up to? Franz, I just talked to him. He's uh, he he's golfing is <laughs> basically what he's up to. God bless him. He did that the, as many, I don't what it was, 12, 13 years on NYPD. Yeah. PO. The day that that show wrapped, he said... <laughs> Good night, okay. <laughs> Mrs. Calabash. Wherever you are, I'll be on the golf course. <laughs> and uh, God bless him. That's Dennis. He he uh, he's done. He's, so he's good. He's he's ab- absolutely good. He's got three grandchildren. <laughs> he lives. He, he's living the life.
0: He just like he was smart with his money, and that as, was the end of it. That's
2: the end of it. He showed up in a
0: couple of things,
2: maybe. Uh, absolutely. He did nothing after and <laughs> blue. Nothing. I could if I offered him, Dennis, please do thirty seconds with me for a million dollars. He'd say, No, nah, I don't do that anymore. That's Dennis. Done. Done. Oh, but God bless him. I love that. I mean, if I had to pick three guys in the world to watch my back. Yeah. yeah, it's him. He was a Vietnam vet, combat vet. So yeah. I mean, Dennis is—he's one of those guys. He's—he's he's deep. I mean, he's deeper than you think. Oh you know? so, no,
0: it's—I could see that just by that character. Yeah.
2: I exactly. mean, I mean,
0: you could feel all of it. So like, so you show up at the Organic Theater, and you and Heard and Franz—you know, kind of get there at the same time. So, well, he came in. Heard had already been there, and
2: then—and actually, he's, then he left shortly thereafter because because he had been in this play called Warp that closed in New York, and then the, the, the Organic came back to Chicago and regrouped. Huh. So John left. Dennis Franz and I, so he must Taylor, have been fresh we
0: were, out of Vietnam almost.
2: Pretty much, because yeah, 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 exactly right. Because he, he probably was out of Vietnam in about 71, 72, and this wow. was 73.
0: Oh, so yeah. So he must have been intense as fuck. He, he, you know, he, he, yes and no. I mean, uh-huh. that's
2: Dennis, though, because Dennis was very good at kind of keeping it all under wraps. Uh-huh. And the only one I would press him, and I and I did a couple on of times. On stage? No, 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 no. In stage. life? I'm in mean, life. Just talk to him about it. Say, Dennis, tell me a little about. Yeah. And then he... Then, and reluctantly, he would tell me. And then I realized, okay, I don't want to even go into this with this one now because I can see it's uncomfortable for him and uh-huh. it's, it's not a happy part of his life. But God bless him. He's, he's, he's in this, this guy also collects humble dolls and yeah. stuff like that. I mean, <laughs> on the other he, hand, yeah, yeah. He's, 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 he's sweetheart. Yeah, he's a real sweetheart.
0: Uh-huh. And I love him to death. Well, I'm glad to hear he's doing all right. But no, he's doing great. He's doing great. So what happens at Organic?
2: Well, Organic, I did five years at the Organic. And it was a wonderful time because we did we we did we did new stuff there. We created stuff. We did yeah. Kurt Vonnegut's- uh, So this is
0: before Steppenwolf, like years before this Steppenwolf. Was, this
2: was a few years before. They were yeah. like the new kids on the block when they came in. And I got to know them all very well as well. I'm very close to all of, all of them, They're, which is ironic because the, my, the play, the, the Lenny Bruce play director is playing right across the street from this so you're you friends Theater with the original
0: crew, the four or five? Of oh, them?
2: very much, Gary. Sin- well, Gary, I Sin- used very close to Laurie and- Metcalf, Joan Allen, Malkovich, all of them, very close. John Maloney. Yeah. oh yeah,
0: yeah. has yeah. gone, sad. Yeah, no, know mm. no, he was
2: a great guy. I bet. But Gary, I mean Gary and I, we've been hosting the National Memorial Day concert together. i I've, I've been, this will be my 19th year doing it,
0: hosting the National Memorial Day concert. Yeah, in oh. Washington D.C. Oh yeah, because he and I were both. Uh, We do a lot for the military,
2: especially Gary. I'm one of his ambassadors. He's like, I mean, he picked up where Bob Hope left off. This guy does so much for the military. But but anyway- uh, but yeah, the organic was back then, early uh, early '70s uh-huh. in Chicago. They had, they had been kicked out of the University of Wisconsin because P- Stuart Gordon, who who created the organic, yeah. year, he had done this like nude version of Peter Pan <laughs> on the campus. It, was, it wasn't <laughs> all nude, but I think Tiger <laughs> Lily was nude so or they, something.
0: And k- kids came with their parents exactly. And was, but it was very <laughs> experimental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we
2: did all this original stuff. Uh-huh. We did we did we did the book of Huckleberry Finn, parts one and two. We did the entire book based just on uh, Mark Twain's dialogue. Yeah, yeah. We did original plays like. Uh, Bloody Bess, a pirate play, and then a play that I conceived called Bleacher Bums, which is about the the people who sit in the bleachers at Wrigley Field oh, yeah. back when the Cubs were terrible Yeah. and that became actually very successful we did that off Broadway and to this day they they, they, they tour it all around and
0: Bleacher bum still going?
2: yeah I mean you know as as a, it's a very big summer stock show because and you wrote it? I conceived it and co-wrote it with the original cast
0: so you guys still get a little little scratch oh yeah, from the- I, get, yeah I get a couple
2: hundred dollars every six months or something like that because That's we great. split it up with all, all of us but it's great is that the only play you wrote? Yeah, I'm, I don't fancy myself as a playwright. I, yeah. I can. I, I came up with the idea. I had this idea because I used to sit in the bleachers at Wrigley Field and used to look around me, thinking, "There's more. <laughs> this this is this is more entertaining than the game." I mean, the Cubs yeah. kind of sucked then, that time. right? And I thought, <laughs> "What's going on in the bleachers with the gambling and it is and the girls and the bup bup bup?" Bu. And it became a very uh, actually a very. Must successful have been fun. It like, must have uh, been
0: a local phenomenon. Oh, and yeah. then it just was. It had legs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. No, it's it's the way Where they play, it, it gets. I I get you know checks residual checks from all over. You know Samuel French, the production right, company, sure. will send me the checks and a list where it's been done. It'll be, you know, army bases in Guam will wow. do it in the summertime because it's a, it's a it's fun a comedy. show. It's yeah, fun. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's 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 lighthearted. You know, it's
0: very lighthearted. So you earn. So you get a lot more chops there doing the intimate theater. I guess you doing come out that of the theater. musical exactly. Kind those, of putting your your heart on the right on the line. Well, doing a lot of experimental stuff, and, and luckily for me,
2: David Mamet, the the writer, was. Kind of doing the same thing in Chicago at the same time with the with the group called the um, wisdom it was the Wisdom Bridge Theater I believe it was called
0: and uh, I talked to him you know did you oh uh, yeah <laughs> which is that's an accomplishment <laughs> in itself he do not talk to everybody. <laughs> He, but, we, uh, we did all right. You know, I kind of steered him. Yeah, he, I can see you and him getting along. No, we did fine. You know, it's just like, you know, he's one of those guys. He wants to push some buttons, and I wasn't going to let him. So, go. like, I was able to kind of keep, keep him on track. All yeah. right. All right. Yeah. Go, go, go for you. Yeah. Because I know he's. He well, yeah. I just love because You can just, I, I know that, you know, I'm a Jew. I, I know that kind of Jew. He's a landsman. So, he, I got Yeah. You. Yeah. So, like, you know, he's coming at me with that stuff. And I'm like, I know what you're doing. <laughs> not going to, not going <laughs> to turn me. No, that's great. No, I see. I could see you two getting along. I really could. He did
2: all right. But I know. But he's like, I should have his picture hanging over my bed because he's like he's been like he's the guy he's been my guy i mean as it turned out so what
0: happened so you're organic and he's at this what the what what was it it was called the saint nicholas theater right but he went on to do the atlantic but this is way before this is before atlantic so what happens were you a mammoth
2: well what happens is he's a struggling playwright while i'm the struggling actor and he saw me do a a, uh this one production i think was a wonderful ice cream suit ray Bradbury's show which Uh was which was pretty successful in chicago at the time it's 19 we're talking 1973
0: wow now what see now let me ask you something yeah. so cuz back then cuz you know he's a guy that's like he's he he's uh Whatever he fancies himself, he does say, you know, we were all Democrats once, but you know, he seems to like have shifted into this character as an older man with a lot of swagger and a uh-huh. lot of alphaness. but it seems like back then he wasn't quite that, was he? No, no I, but I don't think any of us were ever we were not really that political right. about it. I mean I mean look, I
2: did hair in the 60s. I right mean, but he would, seemed was, like a
0: softer guy. he was yeah
2: no, I think he I definitely think he was, but yeah. th- but I, he'd have to be the you know sure. that. Gets old. I, I, yeah. I, you know I can't speak for him but right. whatever but yeah. but yeah, in fact, when I first met him, I can remember people often ask me how did you first meet David because you had this long relationship I said as I recall I was coming to the Goodman's theater to go say this was like at I the school. Re- at the school, I yeah. came to maybe see a teacher, or right? Something. Yeah, yeah. And 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 you have to go down these long stairs because it was, it was at the art institute, which is below ground, right? Over uh, on Michigan Avenue there. So I'm coming down, and I see this guy coming up, and, I, and it was fairly natalie dressed. I remember he kind of had a had nice scarf, suit. right? Scarf, coat, hat, looking like yeah. sharp. Yeah, <laughs> no way dressed like I would be. Right, you know? right. <laughs> and he stops me. He goes, hey, I saw you that play you were in, an ice cream suit. I really thought you're great. I'm a playwright. Uh, I love you, and I will have to work together sometime. I'm thinking, yeah. great who the hell are you you know (laughs) right and uh sure pal and as it turns out yeah he writes this play called sexual perversity in chicago and it turns out he goes to the organic theater and 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 Stuart gordon who was our producing director loved the play and decided yeah we'll do it now this was at the summertime when our normal season at the organic was over and during the summer everybody would go do what they needed to do right but they they had enough money to just mount this play because it didn't take much money i had been hired to do the understudy for lenny and Julian Barry's play Lenny, which is going to be at the at the legit theater in Chicago. Yeah. So I was going to be making like three hundred a week, right? As opposed to seventy five dollars with the organic, right? So they asked because so Mamet wanted me to play the one part in it, but I said, and again I didn't know what he was, but I'm saying he was nobody, right? But I but I liked the play. I read it. and I went, oh, I like it. But I'm I'm I, hey, I making three hundred understudying <laughs> Lenny. I can't right, do yeah, it. Yeah. So to this day, so if I had to look at my regrets, it was like I could have done the. World premiere of that. Play. Of that. It, I mean, it only it did what it did, and it went on. You know, nothing I came of that particular production. But still, I would like to have done it.
0: That was his first big one.
2: First big one. But thank God he didn't forget me. Yeah. Because then what happened is, a life in the theater, which is another one of his plays. Yeah. The world premiere of that, he came to me to do in Chicago with Mike Nusbaum, who's another one of the actors who worked with him a lot. Yeah. Who's now in his nineties, uh, still working in Chicago. Uh, he had, it's a two, two-hander and yeah. he asked us to do it and we did and so Mike and I did the world premiere of that and then Dave would always call me to like do whenever there was uh like the, the library would want him to do excerpts of some of his stuff especially because now in New York his stuff was starting to get some play in New York were they, you
0: direct was he directing no he wasn't directing back so then. It just it just like, so he would write the plays and so and who and directed him
2: uh Greg Mosier, he did Glengarry. Yeah, Mosier did did a lot of stuff with Mamet, He did Life in Theater, he did Glengarry, he did uh, I think he did the movie too, he did uh, American Buffalo, I think he did. Oh, American Uh, Buffalo, yeah. But different people would direct his stuff.
0: Uh, so so okay so he does you do those two plays with him and then he moves to New York
2: yeah all of a sudden all of a sudden he, he starts get some attention in New York life in the theater off Broadway does yeah. well right then this uh, American Buffalo with right Robert Duvall does
0: well he Duvall was teaching the original
2: yes he was did the original Robert uh, Duvall did yeah. the original yeah Pacino did did it later so by now David was getting a rep you know yeah sure so anyway. I in the meantime now I'd moved to California. I came out here for what? I'd, well, I'd gone to sh- I'd go, I, we we the organic theater. We yeah. toured out to California. We came out here in the like l- late fall, early winter, uh-huh. and I saw what the weather was like. And I'd already <laughs> been to Italy on a <laughs> European tour yeah, with the organic. Right. And I'm thinking, yeah. you know what? I'm done with <laughs> Chicago. I'm, done with, I'm 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 my chromosomes are Mediterranean. Yeah. I'm not staying <laughs> yeah, in Chicago. Yeah. Right. So I convinced my wife we should just come out here. And even if we're not working, we'll hang at the beach. Yeah. So we're out here for a little while. I'm doing this, that. We're doing plays out here. Dennis Franz and I, Meshach, we did. We remounted our production of Cops from uh-huh. Chicago out here. We did Bleacher Bums out here. Bleacher Bums ran out here for ten years. Wow, it was one of the longest running waiver plays in L.A. history. That's crazy. Yeah, it ran for ten from 1980 to 1990. It ran out here. Anyway, so I, I did it for about. I did it about a year and a half uh-huh. here, out here.
0: But anyway, but you doing movies? You doing TV yet? Or do who? Know, you? Mamet?
2: You? Me? No, a little bit parts. Yeah, I do a little bit here, know, two one. lines here. Yeah, soap. I did the show soap. I did eight episodes of the show soap, playing Juan. One, I played Gregory Sierra's, you know, <laughs> uh <laughs> a sidekick. That's great. I what did all that? these little bit. It was fun. I, I, I was doing all right. I was making, you know, you'd make, you'd work, you'd go on unemployment, you know, then you'd get another job, go back on unemployment. But you're
0: doing like you're doing one, bit, you're doing little bit parts on it, looks little like bit a lot parts. of things. Exactly.
2: But then I get the call from Mamet. Yeah, saying, look, I wrote. This play looks like they're gonna hopefully take it to Broadway, but yeah. at least we're gonna open it in Chicago at the Goodman. Yeah. I'd like you to play this part. And I don't know, that's all he told me. So uh-huh. he says I'm gonna send you the script. So I'm living out here in a one bedroom apartment <laughs> with my wife. He sends me the script. I look at it. It's all about real estate. It's yeah. Glengarry, Glenn Ross. Yeah. I don't know dick about real estate yeah. because I never lived in a house. Right. To this, I mean, at that yeah. point in my life, still, yeah. the first house I lived in was the one I bought. The one you now? And ultimately, well, I've gone through a few since, but <laughs> yeah, the yeah. first one I bought, that yeah. was it. So uh, I didn't understand it. Leeds and. Blah, 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 right. Blah, blah, blah. So. I, I, I read it, and I didn't quite understand it. So he calls me the next day, goes, what did you think of the play? So I lied. I said, oh, you know, Dave, I didn't really get to it yet. I'm going to read it definitely today. Yeah. And I figured I better find out what this is about. So right. I'm calling up guys. like. I said, what do you know? What's a lead? What's a this? What's a, you know, Who you calling? What's a mortgage? Who you? What's escrow? What the hell is this stuff? So now I start to figure it out, and You're I realize- You're calling what,
0: grownups that you know?
2: Yeah, exactly. People you know Yeah, exactly. Adults. Yeah. <laughs> So now I got a general idea of what he's talking about. So then I think, I look at my wife and say, what do we got to lose? Yeah, Let's go. It's nothing else. It's a free trip to Chicago. We'll hang out if the show's a flop. See the family. See the family. Yeah. So we go to Chicago. Boom, boom, boom. I mean. Which guy did you play? Ricky Roma.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: You know, the guy. The slick guy. The slick guy. Yeah. Uh, So I did that. Uh, We do it in Chicago. That's a great part for you. Oh, well. I'm just telling you. You didn't know that. (laughs) Well, I figured it out. Because we get to New York, next thing I know, I get nominated for a Tony Award. Yeah, I win the Tony Award. The plague wins the Pulitzer Prize. Wow! And so, in one f- swell foop, my career, my fifteen years of like, yeah, goes kaboom. I get skyrocketed up here. Yeah, and that's that's, and that's why I that's, 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 that's why I have that eight by ten at Mammon hanging over my bed.
0: <laughs> Thank Mammon every <laughs> because, day. Because, uh,
2: but I tell you, this guy's been nothing but honest with me, straight shooter. Because, because, he, no, he, he, so here I'm doing this part. Right? Yeah. Now I do it on Broadway for a year. Yeah. We tour it, and I go tour it for six months with Peter Falk. He plays Shelley Levine on the tour. Oh, great! Which is that part, and we had a great time. Tour. This is like nineteen.
0: Oh, Peter Falk! You got to know him, huh? Oh,
2: uh, we were like this. I I got him his star. That's another story. I got him his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Oh, really? I gave the speech for him. I had to put. It's next to mine. I had them put it next to mine because he never gotten. They offered it to him back. You when know, Columbo a million days? years ago. Yeah. But Peter was that guy like nah, 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 You know what I mean? He, he never bothered. You gotta follow through. You gotta pick the day, you gotta yeah. go. You gotta act he didn't like do you it. Give a shit. So when he he died, and I was one of the last people his wife only really allow, allowed me and maybe one other person to see him yeah. near the end. Yeah. We were we were that close. What happened? what happened? what did he have? He he started to get Alzheimer's. He oh, started to get dementia. Oh, I mean oh, he, yeah. and, and, and and I and, and a lot of, there was some talk that it would have been he, he, had, he had had some dental work done and the am- anesthesia really, he was never really the same after that. No kidding. Yeah, because it yeah. came on really quick. Ah. But anyway, I loved him to death. He's great. I just loved him to death. He's yeah. a great human being. But we, d- we did that play together. Uh, so now I've done I've done a play now on Broadway, six months touring with Peter. Mm. While I'm on tour with Peter, Mammoth comes into my dressing room on the road and he's carrying. He used to carry his little mail bag, like a mail sack, and yeah. stuff in it. Yeah. He, he says, "I want to tell you something." He was always, always blunt. Yeah. As you
0: probably realize, you never. That's you know. something he always had. Yeah. He's,
2: he's, you know, he's, he doesn't beat around the bush. Right. <laughs> he says to me, he "Goes, I got to tell you something. I just had a meeting today. They're making the movie of Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. You ain't doing it. Uh, Pacino's already attached. Now you got to understand too. Pacino had been offered to play before I was, mm-hmm. but it turned it down because back then it was a new play and yeah. he had a lot going." And I think they offered it to De Niro next. He turned it down for the same reason. Thank God Mamet back then said to the producers, we're not going through every well-known Italian guy yeah. in Hollywood. Now yeah. I got my picks. And that's why we had all known name guys in that original Broadway production. Yeah, God right. bless them. Yeah. But anyway, so now he tells me, you're not doing a movie. And I'm like, okay, Dave. Like, you yeah. know, hey, Carol Channing didn't right. do Hello, Dolly, either. <laughs> I get it. Right. But he reached in his mailbag and pulled out two scripts. And one was for the movie, House of Games. Oh, yeah. And one was for the movie, Things Change. Yeah. And he laid them on my dressing room table. He said, I won't make these two movies without you. And and those were both lead roles. Wow. And what do you say? Of course, at the time, I didn't know that I was going to do them. We did do them, but we wound up, of course, doing them. Yeah. But what do you say? Like, thank you, man. And it's like... Wow, that's the king of dimensions. I mean, <laughs> how, 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 you know, how righteous can you be? Like, I'm I'm going to give you the bad news, but here's the good news, uh-huh. which to my mind made more than made up for it. I would have loved, of course, to have done the movie, Glengarry, but, uh, you know, that's the way- the, it was well.
0: interesting because, you know, I don't, I wonder, like, because the movie Glengarry Glen Ross was a pretty big movie. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, but, like, those other two movies, they must have been about the same, really, in terms of popularity, right? Yeah, but I, I but I wasn't Al Pacino. I mean, back, you know. No, no, I mean, no, no, I get it. But I'm saying that, like, all in all, it, it evened out. You, you yeah, know? whatever. Like if I,
2: if yeah. somebody said, "Would you trade doing that movie for those other two movies?" No, I wouldn't have. House of Games to me was yeah. And you'd already done that guy. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and these are new no. guys. So I... No, new guys. And House of Games actually is um, that film is like a cult film. I mean, in Europe, in it's France, interesting movie. They talk about they 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 run that movie every once in a while in the movie
0: theater. That was, it was you, was like like, you right? and Lindsay yeah. Krauss, right? And and Ricky Jay's in it. Uh huh. Ricky Jay's in it. Oh, he's gone too now. Oh, huh?
2: I know. Yeah, I was at his memorial service.
0: Uh, yeah. yeah. It was a great movie. It was real ever movie and it was a mammoth movie. It was movie. different. Yeah, it was yeah, different. Yeah. And he directed uh, it too.
2: He directed that was the first thing he directed.
0: Now let me ask you something because he said something earlier if it's on the page it's on the stage. Yeah. Now is that a mammoth thing?
2: No. Hmm. No, no, no. I don't think so.
0: Did you learn anything from him because like I always like you know, there was always some he, yeah. he has a very interesting approach to theater and you know I talked to him about it because I'm not sure I agree with it. But <laughs> oh no I agree I, I understand what you're saying cuz do not necessarily agree with a well, lot of
2: what he says either because what he's saying and I get at least from my opinion It's true, because but only because it applies to him. So, in other words, when he says something like, "All you got to do is say the words," right? Yeah, in your in your case, that's probably true because you're you are master of writing the words. Right. A lot of guys don't write that good. Yeah. (laughs) And so you got to sometimes got to massage that or finesse that or hopefully bring something more to the dance.
0: I think I talked to him about it. My feeling was is that the, the idea was like you know anybody can do this you know if you just read just do the words
2: yeah yeah no no yeah yeah no it's not there's more to it than that but yeah but i think what if you cast it right though oh, yeah. that yeah that, that, that's, that's, that's that's that's, that's true. the key yeah. Yeah, so yeah. i think it, it, maybe he's not adding that little you know
0: no i it just i remember he had the thing, school but, and i i went my well, first wife uh, You know, was in the school. You know, I read I his books. I and I like you know, and I, I the Atlantic is what I'm talking right, about. Right, right. There was a and you know, there are guys that are just gifted. And the, the truth right. of the matter is, you know, like it, whether you go by the system or not, if you can act, you can act. Right. You but know, see, but, but with his
2: was, form of writing, there is no room for improv. You don't no, change a word. It, he he had this a sort to of the other. So it's a different ballgame than even working with like I've done movies for Woody Allen, for Barry Levinson. But both of them are give you a little more room. Oh, absolutely, huh. they give you all the room in the world. Oh really? Pretty much. Okay. I mean, it's like
0: uh, so. It's like you you're honoring the playwright's vision here, and that that's the job. Well,
2: be, well, it, yeah, and, and yeah. I, in fact, I remember Woody Allen's case. I was doing his movie, and I was so used to working for Mamet, where it's it's like it's like a, a a composer. Yeah, some guys write the music a certain way and say play play right. play the notes.
0: Yeah, you know, which yeah. I
2: get. Other guys will say, okay, this is the the score. Feel free to to you know, yeah, around yeah, if you yeah. want. So I was doing a, the first. Tip, my first, I did two Woody Allen pictures. Wait, Alice? The first one, Alice, was the first, and it was one of the first days on it. Yeah. And all I wanted to do was I saw the line and it was like something like, "I cannot." Yeah. And I wanted to say, "I can't." Yeah. So I said to Woody, I said, "Look, can I instead of saying I cannot, do you mind if I say I can't?" Like uh, he had the look on his face, <laughs> like I was like nuts. Like, oh, of course, say, say whatever you say. I don't care. You know, was like, of course, if you went too far, he'd say, "Go back to the script." Yeah, right. But it made me realize, okay, it's not everybody's, right, you know, right. like this. Just, and the same thing yeah. with Barry Levinson, he would let me do improv. Which movie? What stuff. movie is that? I did a couple. I did uh, uh, Bugsy, and I did Liberty Heights. Oh,
0: he did Bugsy. Uh huh. Wow. Yeah, wonderful director. And that was Warren Beatty's Bugsy. Warren Beatty's Bugsy. I played George Raft. Oh, that's right, the actor. Yeah. 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 That was a good movie. I think. Very, I
2: thought it was a great movie.
0: Are you friends with Dave now,
2: Mamet? Yeah. Oh, very close. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. He gave my, when I got my star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame, he he uh, he gave the speech for me along with the three star Marine general. I had to do it because I want I wanted to balance out my kind of connection with a the three military. star Marine. Is yeah. A
0: buddy of yours. Yeah. Because you weren't in the military, were no, you? no,
2: no, I wasn't. But I, but 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 I kind of not that I feel guilty about it. But yeah. I dodged that bullet because I had a high draft number during yeah. the Vietnam War. Uh-huh. And then uh, a lot of my family was in the military. And uh, once I started doing that Memorial Day concert, uh, a lot of it just came home to me because I've 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 been in a lot of military hospitals yeah. and visited a lot of these guys, and I think. Jesus, you know, when I was twenty, I had two legs, two arms, two eyes, sure. and, and I've I've lived a pretty good life. Some of these guys fought in conflicts that yeah. people have forgotten sure. why we were there, and yet these guys got to live like this the rest of their life, and that you know that that changes yeah. a little. Yeah. So uh, that's what that was about.
0: Well, that's uh, well, it's good that you do that to like a service. You do. A well, service. everybody's got a hot button. You know sure. what I mean? Whatever yeah. it may be. So now, like, I mean, you've been in a million movies. Like, you know, when I, when you were coming over here, like, I, I I realized that like you're one of those guys that's sort of been ever present, seemingly my entire life. Yeah, well,
2: <laughs> it's, yeah, that's what happens when those those years start clicking by. You but know, you've,
0: like it's it's sort of astounding. Like you, you've done big movies, you've done little movies. Yeah. you just keep working. I- you know, to me, it's
2: always, it's a blue collar job being an actor. I mean, is it? I never for me it is. I mean, I, I, I look. I'm Cranston's not, I, I the don't same mean way, to, you know. Cranston, Cranston,
0: Brian Cranston. Yeah, well, he feels that way. He's sort of a, a yeah. Proletariat I mean, kind if
2: I read something and I like it, I yeah. think I could bring something to it or, or, or register something in my head. Like, yeah, let me. Let me. It might be fun to do this. Why not? Why so not? How, how
0: many weeks? Yeah. What's the money? Where is it? Yeah.
2: I've shot films in Europe that when the agent says. He got this offer to do this film in Italy. I go great. I'll read it on the plane. I mean, yeah. I said yes before I even heard what the title was.
0: Because it's going to be in Italy. Because I thought,
2: really? Well, is, well, you know, how bad could it be? Well, who cares? You know what I mean? And literally, out of the, I probably the five movies in Italy, I think yeah. I've seen three of them, and the other two, I don't even know the titles of. Who cares?
0: Uh, yeah, you know. It's so that's like really the deal. You go for the experience sometimes, of yeah. course. You know well not everybody feels that way some people manage their career like it's a goddamn garden well God bless them you yeah. know
2: I, you know I that's not me you know what I mean I, for me I look over here if the door opens I'll try to walk through it you why know? not if it's closed let me see if there's an open door over
0: here right so it's just it really is about like how much time where's it going to be uh,
2: yeah I mean you you don't want to hopefully do stuff that you're gonna be embarrassed about how many times it happens of that? at of course yeah <laughs> But, but but you don't find out. Sometimes you don't know that till later. Yeah. Because you see the finished product and you go, Oh Jesus, what was I thinking? Uh, right. But then but then you have to say to yourself, Now wait a minute. At the time I made that decision, yeah. th- it seemed like a good idea at the right. time. Right. Yeah, for whatever sure. reason.
0: But you've worked with big guys, like oh, you know, yeah. you work with big directors. Oh, the
2: biggest, Coppola. I've worked with Coppola on the you know, on 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 the on one Godfather that nobody likes. Yeah. Well, you know what's uh, uh, ironic mm. though with that? Yeah. When I meet some young people, I mean, yeah. when I'm saying young people, meaning anybody, to yeah. you, anybody under forties, young people. To me, right? Those who are wouldn't grow up with the Godfather trilogy, and maybe just see them randomly and out of order. Mm. I'll have people like in their twenties or thirties say to me, "Hey, man, yeah, I finally got around to see them Godfather movies. And number three, that's my favorite. I'm thinking, really? Wow! You know, good. But it's like, okay. Because they're they're coming at it maybe from another angle. They're coming at it from without any preconception of like knowing how great those first two were, and there wasn't an eighteen-year gap and a lot of expectation.
0: Well, what was it? What what was the thing? Uh, the scene around that? Yeah, I mean, what, what? How? What was the casting? What was the feeling? Uh, there was it?
2: a whole. I mean, it was a lot of strange things about that. I mean, the, the, you know, Winona Ryder was originally on the film. Yeah and then she dropped out like last second oh sophia's part and that's what caused sophia yeah. to come into it yeah and and i and I, I don't doubt that a lot of it had to do with Francis also going still going through a period of grieving over the, the death of his son yeah and I mean I know that's true yeah and so in a way I think for him it was a time of of bringing his whole family together because in Italy there was his mother was there his father was there his 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 nieces his nephews mm. his son his, his other son yeah his do- now his daughter was visiting yeah. from art school so it was almost like it seemed like serendipitous that all this kind of it became the the uh, Almost like a movie unto itself, the uh-huh. family thing. Yeah, over right. here, the real. He's family. always been big around that, though. Yeah. Yeah, and God bless him. He, to me, he he he's entitled to it. He sure. deserves it. Sure. I mean, if he wants, uh, if, if that's the way he wanted it to be, then so be it. He's the that, that's where those are the times when it does cross over. It is an art form, and yeah. it's like, and he is the artist, especially mm. in a movie. The director is mm. you know, the buck stops with that guy. Yeah. I mean, it's so his vision, you know, takes the and and you know. But what happened
0: know, what to the movie?
2: I don't know. I mean, it, it is. It is what it is. I mean, I, I just think. I think perhaps in many ways the expectations were yeah. were so high. There was no possible way you're going to equal it. Equal people's
0: expectations. Yeah, and also, like, how do you age that guy? How do you age Michael? You know, I mean, Pacino at that point. I mean, he did all right, but it was a nebulous thing. Yeah. And
2: also, this. You know, Robert Duvall was in it up until like a couple of weeks before we started shooting. He and, he and I mean, huge in it. Yeah. But they couldn't make the deal. And I mean, part of it was, again, it gets oh, down no to Duval had won the yeah, Oscar for Best Actor like the year before or something. And I think basically they were offering him short cash. And I think his attitude was, well, wait a minute. Yeah. I should be right up there. You right,
0: know. right.
2: And so for whatever reason, Duval decided not to do it. And you can't, you know, within a few weeks of shooting, you can't all of a sudden make major changes yeah, of to course a script. To oh, well, that's, to well, that be, explains a lot. I mean, yeah. that explains a lot. But it's okay. My feeling is, it, hey, it is what it is, and so it, it, it holds up as part of the, that, you know, part three of that trilogy. And I don't think there'll be a fourth one, but you never no. know. There could be.
0: Yeah, I guess. But you like, you, but you do like it's so amazing because you do like you'll do TV movies, you do all the movies. You play Dean Martin. You oh, play... I loved, yeah, love doing that.
2: Well, the thing is, I don't care about the the uh, venue. My yeah. feeling is. Uh, it all. First of all, it all winds up on, the, on somebody's phone anyway, right. ultimately. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, what the hell do I care? I mean, back then it was a big deal. When I first started in the business, you were either a stage actor, yeah. a TV actor, or a movie actor. Right now. And, you and just... never the twain shall meet. Right. Now, it's all over the place. Yeah. In fact, most of your big movie stars came out of probably streaming or from- <laughs> Come on. Uh, well, it's true. I mean, yeah. you know, think about it. All the big stars are, 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 are got that way because the, the the little boys and girls- I mean, the young people. I mean, yeah. they- Created yeah, yeah. them. Yeah. I mean, even you talk about Johnny Depp and those guys like that. Uh, they started doing little bits on TV and stuff like that. That would have never happened back in, oh, Johnny, in the 21, 21 and Jump Street. 50s. That yeah. was
0: like Johnny Depp. Yeah,
2: I'm. Mean, I'm. I'm just saying. Right, the young people create who they want to be stars, and they, and they can get it off of a show that's maybe. Well, you see what's yeah. happening with streaming now and stuff.
0: Uh, but there's some guys like I mean, you know, Brad Pitt was on yeah, a lot of guys started on t v back in the day, yeah. and made the graduation, but I see what you 're saying some like there 's a whole world of actors i don 't know who they are, and the kids know who they are oh absolutely and that's you know, that 's just the way time works
2: no, no, and it all and the social media has made it so like depending on how many followers you have know, you have I, I you can't. have power.
0: all I want to do is get off of it now <laughs> i 'm on it and then you start once you get on it, and you figure it out i mean i 'm fifty six and I'm like, all right, I, I fought to sort of find a place on it, but now I'm like, I don't want
2: no, to I you know. No, I know, I don't, I don't, I don't look at it. I mean, I have, I have, I keep it up because the, there was a guy that was impersonating me because I didn't know. which,
0: which one do you do? Twitter?
2: I don't, I don't look at it. My assistant does it. it does okay, the Twitter and he yeah. does Instagram. It does, I guess Twitter, okay. Instagram, Facebook. I probably have them all. I don't have Facebook. But I, I really anymore. don't do them because right. I, I email and I call people. It's yeah. all I can do. It's all I can handle. No texting. But, I Text, are okay. you? I got kids, you got to text, <laughs> otherwise, they'd never hear from me, or I'd never hear from them, yeah. But uh, the other thing is, I, I, I mean, I think it's okay, it's I mean, social media has become this. It's a but what I don't like about it is it gives everybody like an equal voice, and it used to be you had to earn that,
0: you know, it makes us all very accessible,
2: yeah. And so, it's like, yeah, but I had to get it because a guy was impersonating me, and it really cost me money to get him off. In other words, he he, he had opened On up Twitter, a, whatever it was, yeah. Because the way no, I found out was that, my yeah. stand-in came up to me, says, "Hey, I donated to your charity." I go, "What charity?" He goes, "The one you have online or the Facebook, or oh, whatever." Fuck it. I it. says, "I don't have that." Yeah. And then I turned out a guy was because I, I hadn't gotten it; he created it. And how do you? You had to get
0: someone. Yeah, to I'd get somebody
2: it. to get it off and make mine the original. You know, the, uh, the what they call did the, the verified one. Did, and,
0: yeah, right. Did the guy g- get uh,
2: punished? No,
0: no. He just has how to stop. How much did he scam people? I have for? no idea because oh, I don't know how long it lasts. I don't think very long. Yeah.
2: But my assistant, who's been with me for 19 years, he's very good, and so at least. Well, we we use it as a as a, a form to just be able to inform, like, hey, criminal minds is going to be back on, blah 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 blah. Or I get it. I'm yeah, doing yeah, this yeah. for the military on this date, da, da, da. but I'm not there every day. Personally, not at all. I'm not saying. Oh, by the way, I had like a sandwich this morning, and yeah. and my dog just. Bit no, I get me. it. I get that it. That stuff yeah, makes me. I yeah. can't even.
0: Yeah, you know. Uh, it, it, who needs to know that? That's right. But also, people get obsessed with that. They, they, you know, it, it, it attaches to the narcissism that we all have yeah. as people, and the, and then it's your whole day. No, you put something exactly. up, you see who people responded. You put another thing right. up, you see how they responded. You go over to the other platform, you put something up, right. see how that's no, going. No, no, no. And it's like half your day.
2: No, and I, and I, and I really look. I'm in a public profession, and I don't shun anybody that's the one thing I will I'll go out in the street if people see me
0: hey Joe how you can oh, yeah. we take a picture you All must right, be that on. guy And hey, people love you they must well, do
2: oh well, you know it's harder to say no for me than to just say sure come on we'll take a picture as yeah, opposed yeah, to go no 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 you gotta do five minutes I agree with you I don't take pictures I don't want to do and you know you put your collar up with sunglasses pretend you're somebody else please you know sometimes when you're
0: eating or something you're with somebody well sure but as
2: long as they're doing it politely see
0: you're sitting there eating They'll just just one they stick their head in yeah. they do the thing like, they usually right.
2: don't maybe because they've seen some of the characters I played they <laughs> figure maybe it's not a good idea yeah, to push fuck. me too far don't fuck know? with that
0: guy <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: But, uh, but no for 99.9% of the people are very polite and and look I'm, without them I don't you know I don't have the okay, life I, I live and I've I, had a pretty good life
0: yeah for sure now, now okay so this 15 years on a show buddy is that how long you were on it I was on 13, thirteen seasons.
2: The show's fifteen seasons.
0: So this is your thirteenth year, and this is the end of it. Is the end of it? We shot the
2: last the ten episodes. The end of Criminal Minds. It's yeah. over. January eighth, they'll start the 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 first of the ten.
0: Uh, David Rossi. David Rossi. Now, how's that? I mean, how does that feel? They, I mean, is this a sad thing? Or you? Well, I mean, it, it's bittersweet. I mean, because you,
2: first of all. We all really liked each other, especially at the, 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 the last eight of us that were together. We yeah. really had a... It really gelled. We really had a nice thing going. Everybody yeah. really got along. We had some that had been there a long time, some that were new. It yeah. was a nice mix. And... Uh, so it was somewhat bittersweet, but look, I, I didn't kid myself. Like I've been, like I say, I've been doing this for fifty years. So, I, 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 if nothing <laughs> else, you know the, bu- the business is transitory. Yeah, it's like nothing lasts forever. Right. And this one happened to last a lot longer than. And I, look, I've been Fat Tony on The Simpsons for thirty years, yeah. so that's my longest running role. Is uh, that, yeah, yeah,
0: and that and that must like. I'm still the, doing that. I do. I'm doing one next week. But so like. Just on a residual situation, you're doing good. You're not not from not from the Simpsons. Simpson, my residuals, I could take you to lunch.
2: Because, really? Well, that's because I, I'm I'm not one of the not main guys right, there. Right, right, right. But I I love the character. Yeah. And they they've they've treated me well. They write well for my character. I yeah. only do like two or three episodes. It's fun. Season. Yeah. It's fun. And and I think they say I've I've done the most guest shots of
0: any of the, of the characters. I, I, I was on one. Pride in that. I was on one. Were you? Yeah, I played As myself. You? Oh, yeah. great. Yeah, and I interviewed uh, Krusty.
2: Oh great! Yeah. Well, when I do the one next week, I'm going to say we got to get one back. You know, yeah, get me, us together. Yeah, me and you. Yeah, yeah Fat Tony. Yeah, yeah have
0: Mark Maron do a podcast yeah, with Fat Tony. It could be great. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, but
2: but uh, but uh, you know, 13 seasons was. Um, uh, I I I I love doing it, and I if they if they would have told me, look, we're going to do more, I would have done more and not blinked. It wasn't like, oh man, am I glad this is over? I'm tired of it. But on the other hand. It's it's over and yeah. uh, so it's time to. It's uh, a two-hour premiere. The premiere's two hours, and then we'll do an, a single hour up until the final two episodes, and that'll be a two-hour finale. Oh wow! Sometime in February, I, and
0: it's good season. You like it? Yeah, you I mean, shot it all.
2: We, we shot it all. Yeah. It, what's nice is we sh- we finished like in March, and so yeah. I don't even remember. A lot of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's gonna be new to me. Like, oh yeah, it is weird that's like what that. it's about. You know,
0: I, 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 you know, I, I'm sort of new to it. But like, I did a series for on Netflix for uh, called Glow, and like, you know, you get done shooting it, and he, I did all ten episodes, and I'm like, I don't remember what, I don't know what it was about. Yeah. And then he comes on, and you're like, oh yeah, that's, yeah. It. that's but, how that but, but
2: those the public out there, they are some. There are some people who are so into it. Yeah. And 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 our fan base of Criminal Minds is is. If anything, it's even bigger internationally. Oh yeah, because there's less product for them. I mean, right, they don't, they don't get everything. Right, but the things that they 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 gravitate to, they do a big way. So like when I, they send us out them for publicity tours, like all over the all over the world. Yeah, and I've been to like France and Germany and Italy and Monaco, and, and I remember in France this one Paul yeah. one writer comes up to me goes do you have any idea how popular you are in France <laughs> he was the number one show in front i'm like really And we was this was like season 9 or yeah. something I'm like okay great so you're big in france no big in france yeah. you know and I, did
0: you find that true when you go to france do people
2: i yeah well you you find it wherever i mean i'll be on walk on the street in venice or whatever and somebody yeah. will say hey david rossi or whatever like that is that sure.
0: mostly what they recognize you for
2: now, yeah, yeah, but it depends. If if I see a guy that looks a little whacked out, it's yeah. going to be either it probably airheads. Yeah, like, yeah. Hey man, I yeah, yeah. love airheads. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. or it might be somebody is a certain age that come up to me and say, "I grew up watching Baby's Day Out. We watched it with my my, my dad and mom for you know ten times." <laughs> oh yeah. Or or could be if it's a, if it's a hips if it's a guy like my age, it might be, yeah. "Hey man, Dean Martin, I love that." You oh, know? Yeah, yeah. So it depends on that. It depends on the crowd. Yeah. But uh, and Godfather too. You'll get a lot of Joey <laughs> you know that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it really depends but Criminal Minds probably giving me the most FaceTime. But and same thing with even uh, Simpsons, Fat Tony. So sure. they're people. Oh yeah, that's and so they know a, that yeah. I am that voice. So if yeah. they see me, I've had I had one guy run up to me, lift up his shirt.
0: Yeah, he's got Fat Tony. He's,
2: he's got a Fat Tony tattoo huge on his arm, and I'm thinking, oh okay, I've got to make sure this guy's not following me
0: Yeah, that's when and you're not stopping.
2: No, yeah, you know, what you retire? What am I going to do? Golf like Franz? Franz could do that. I can't do that. Yeah, he loves it. He loves golf. I do I I'm actually do I'm a member of a of a, of a, of a golf club and and uh, but I don't play I probably eat there more than I golf there, but I enjoy it <laughs> yeah. It's a nice way to just get out be yeah. you know I never t- I've never really tried it yeah it's 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 frustrating I mean thank God I don't take it seriously yeah and then what I,
0: about directing?
2: I like directing in fact, I'm supposed to direct this film in next spring, which is very interesting because mm-hmm. it's it's a comedy based on when Frank Sinatra jr was kidnapped back oh, in the 60s, yeah. but it's a comedy in the sense that it's it's like a black comedy, it's absurd, yeah. because th- even though it's based on a true story, yeah. it was kind of absurd, the guys who did it were like nuts, Yeah, they, right. They were yeah, were of wacky, kinda, yeah. and it's seen through the eyes that. of them, oh, and it's kind of cool, and, and and it's actually, it, it's not disrespectful to junior or senior in the sense that it shows that there was a little tension between the two of them, of which there was, yeah. but in a way, there's a sweetness about it, how it gets resolved, so I really like the script, so uh, they came to me because you know I directed I directed like nine episodes of uh, Criminal Minds and I also directed a mammoth play into a movie called Lake Boat. Many so, years you, ago. so you got some chops now. I got some. I, I like to think I do, yeah. and, I, and I felt good about the episodes I directed of Criminal Minds. Yeah, and enough for these producers. I mean, I didn't seek this out. They came to me and said, "We we think you're the right guy for this movie." Nice. And I read the script. I said, uh, "Yeah," and then uh, and then I shot a pilot for Amazon. Mm-hmm. And the reason I like that is I I, I have two daughters. You, but my you, old, you directed it? I, yeah. No, 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 no. I'm acting in it. Oh, okay. But it's it, it's 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 the tentative title. It's already running in Israel. It's had run in Israel called On the Spectrum, and it's about these three young people who are all on the autism spectrum. Uh-huh. They all live together. This
0: is based on an Israeli show. Yeah. is what you're saying. Yeah. yeah.
2: And it's, but Jason Kadams is wrote it. Uh-huh. Who's created Parenthood and created uh-huh. Friday Night Lights? Wonderful writer. Yeah. And I read the script. Now I, my oldest daughter has autism. Uh-huh. She's 32. So when I read the script, I just thought it was a beautiful script. I really mm. thought it was great because it's got humor, yeah, but it's drama too. It's like it's like you think of a good doctor, which is I think is a good show, but but not they don't people on the spectrum don't all become surgeons, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. what happens to the ones that are just like having sure. to live their life, right? And that's what this is kind of about. Oh, that's sweet. And so. Uh, uh, I I I did that pilot, so we're going to wait to hear if that gets picked up. Uh, and you play the father. I play the father of the lead, the, the lead boy.
0: Oh, so that's something close to your heart. And and very it's, close to my heart. And it's something that brings awareness. Very much so. Yeah. And, yeah.
2: and, and also, all the people, many of the people involved, are on the spectrum oh, themselves. Interesting. And interesting. Yeah. And that they reached out to me about perhaps having my daughter work in the makeup department because she actually has a strong interest in that and actually went to makeup school. Oh, that's great. Years ago. Oh, so I mean, yeah. they're sensitive to that. Yeah. So I, I like the whole. You know everything about it, and I like Jason very much. He's a gentle man, and I know he has a son on the spectrum, and and so everything seemed right about it. So again, you got to trust. You got to trust your gut feeling when these. Yeah, things. but that sounds great. Oh, it does. We'll yeah, see. And yeah. if it doesn't go, it doesn't go, and you know who knows what I do.
0: All right, well, man, you'll, I'm sure you'll do something. Yeah, I'll do something. It was great talking to you. Same here. I'm gonna have to see the Lenny Bruce thing. So you told him to get naked at the beginning. That's what we can expect.
2: I told him I want you naked. On the toilet. And then we, that's how we open the play. And you open up- you, As you, a
0: dead guy? He,
2: well, he he's dead. He opens up his eyes, looks in the audience, and says, I was found dead naked on the toilet in nineteen. Yeah. but before I get to that, <laughs> then we start the play. And then he gets his dress? And then he starts getting dressed. As he gets dressed, he starts talking. <laughs> he starts telling about hey, Oh, man. that's- No,
0: me. you got to see. You'll, you especially got to see it. Well, you say hi to that guy, and we'll try to figure it out. Yeah, please do. Thanks, Joe. Thank you. <laughs> That's it, that's our show, his show, Joe's show Uh, Criminal Minds is on its 15th and final season It airs Wednesday nights and it's streaming on CBS All Access And the two hour series finale uh, is on February 19th That's when it airs Um, I guess I should go to a chiropractor I don't know, I think I'm falling apart I'm sorry I have a cold, I'm sorry I sound stuffed up I'm sorry if I'm discombobulated I'll be back on top of it shortly i'll probably talk to you from uh atlanta next go to wtfpod.com slash tour for all of my tour dates okay you can do that and now i will play some echoey somewhat sub-saharan flavored flavored music yeah is that what I, is that the word i want